0: Hi, thank you very much uh, everyone for uh, joining us uh, today and uh, my name is Deeprika and we've been running a series of interactions for our close group of clients and uh, consultants, uh, particularly on topics of relevance. I mean, events as we've seen, has seen the biggest hit as we talk about the reduced uh, social interaction and the li- and the social distancing as all of us are advocating so thank you very much for joining us uh, today uh, let me just start with a very quick introduction for our panel I would uh, I would start by introducing uh, Maviji Mavi Sharma is uh, is not really a name that needs an introduction uh, uh, in the in, in, in the events and uh, the community circles but uh, just for the benefit of audiences ji is uh, is Jaipur based entrepreneur as and an investor he is now the chairman of Thai Global. And uh, also the chairman of Thai Angels and Pan-India Angel Group. He's, he's also been one of the biggest uh, advocates of the events industry. I've personally interacted with, uh, with Maviji over years as he's taken the events uh, industry and debate forward. Amit Tiwari, Amit, thank you very much for joining us uh, today. Amit is a marketing professional with rock-solid experience of over 20 years working with some of the most incredible brands and multi-million dollar business houses currently at Havels uh, with Philips, Hero Honda, Nestle, Puffetti, and ITC, and more. Thank you very much, Amit, for joining us. You've been a recipient of various awards in your marketing uh, initiatives. And uh, share with us how the marketing changes? How do you engage uh, customers now in the post-COVID era? Serene, thank you so much, Serene, for joining us uh, today. And uh, you join us all the way from Singapore, between Singapore and Hong Kong, the oscillation that you've been doing. And uh, uh, the events uh, for UBS uh, uh, in Asia Pacific. She has more than seven years of experience uh, within banking and uh, the events industry. She has traditionally handled uh, HP and other accounts for over 16 years, had been living in London and has re- recently relocated uh, back to uh, Singapore. Thank you very much, panelists. And thank you, audiences, for joining us. As I see more and more people join us uh, as, as we go forward, uh, please keep sending us your questions. I can see some chats coming in uh, already. So may I now start with, uh, with taking your first impressions on the industry and how the circumstances are moving? Mahamirji, your first thoughts? on how the events industry has been reshaped post-Covid?
1: So, um, it's pretty obvious um, that the industry will um, shape and uh, change very drastically. Um, I think we're moving into virtual um, zone right now as, you know, the the future, immediate future of the Covid um, unfolds because of uncertainty. But I think this virtual events and the experience and the attendance has basically proved something that even if we go to offline events later on in months or years, it will be a hybrid event. I don't think anyone would leave um, an audience sitting in different city, different country, different time zone, and not expand on the outreach uh, not only to the knowledge that's being shared or the event or pro- you know product that is being launched, but also to get benefits and eyeballs. So I think. Um, A great change. I think a a welcome change and a combination of uh, virtual and uh, is the future. Um, And we're all ready. We'll improvise and we'll change. And I, you know, we look forward to this because it's going to be more interactive.
0: Excellent. So, uh, Sireen, coming to you, what do you think are the changes that are coming up and uh, how do you think this impact will transition us?
2: Um, For us, at least, um, a lot of our events are either being cancelled, those that are not optimum for um, virtual experiences are being cancelled for for the rest of the year, but for those that we can convert to virtual, for sure it's going into virtual, and even after the post-COVID situation, we see 30-40% to of our um, events staying virtual. Like what Mahesh was saying, um, it will definitely go into a hybrid where we have uh, some virtual and some going back to physical. I mean, even for the physical events, it will take a different form and shape, right? Because, um, I mean, even for now, we're trying to develop some in-person event parameters to work with because the whole situation with going back to physical will definitely change. And for virtual events, I mean, currently we're just going into webinars, right, which is kind of like the basic of all virtual experiences. And um, in future, it will be like taking the conferences and events into a higher virtual experience, creating virtual experiences and not just a And they're very completely different things.
0: So, Amit, coming to you. I mean, you you dealt with the, you are an FMCG and you know the white goods. I'm sorry, the white goods side. And it is a very you know touch and feel kind of a product, and where you've always thrived, you know, on customers and doing on ground events to bring in customers to experience the product in person. How do you think brands like yourselves will now start engaging more with customers? How do you take your products now to customers?
3: So, uh, hi Deepshka, as you rightly mentioned about uh, the touch in the field, but one more tangent which I just want to add into the entire ecosystem is uh, most of our products and categories are also very, very uh, specifier or somebody in terms of mentor driven categories. So, for example, in, in Let's say an electrician is also a same influencer in our category. Uh, Architect, designer, contractors, they're also quite big influencer in the entire particular category. So if you see from a brand perspective, and not only for me, but for the entire industry, and if you see if I'm representing marketing as a fraternity today, uh, it's a rebooting of the entire ecosystem that we're actually trying to look for. So we would have looked uh, heard and we we're actually trying to do a lot of, uh, and everybody's trying to do, there's different concept which people are trying to do, whether it is work from home, shop from home, now this is events from home. Because in our particular case today, we can't stop in terms of getting in touch with our stakeholders because they decide the fate of the brand, what should be in your particular house to look for. So three things which we are actually following since this lockdown and we'll continue to build on this uh, in coming year, and that will become the new normal to look for which is uh, basically rebooting yourself, reskilling your particular talent and the staff that you actually work with the people and also recalibrating what you really need to do and what's the expectation from today. So if somebody really wants to do something for the house, you can't just stay away from not reaching out to your particular consultant or contractor or electrical con- consultant because they decide the fate that you need to look for. So it will, if you ask me, it will not be a 360 degree change, it will be a 540 degree change because we need to reboot everything. And why I say so, because we also touch the last mile from an electrician to also an influencer like a retailer or a smaller large format retail who actually decides how things need to move in the entire spectrum.
0: Excellent. So I'll just take your part on the reskilling side. I mean, and also going back to what Serene was talking about that, you know, webinars are the most basic form of virtual trans, uh, transaction or virtual uh, connection. So Mahavirji, if I were to ask you that question, I mean, you, you, of course, you know, being at Thai Global, you're also exposed to technologies globally that, uh, uh, that would come, come across. What have you seen? What are the kind of technical changes or technological changes that you're seeing or innovations that you're seeing that could perhaps help uh, the events industry to, you know, bring more experiences? I've heard about some AR, VR, holograms, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What, what are you actually seeing? In, are there any examples that you would share with us? <laughs> I think we're having a little bit of trouble uh, hearing Mahaviji. Sireen, may I take bring that question to you uh, to share your views? You know, in the region itself, uh, are you seeing new forms of events developing? I mean, in India, I'm seeing invitations coming in today. I got an invitation for a baby shower, uh, a virtual baby shower YouTube live. Yesterday, we got an invitation for a marriage ceremony. Uh, Zoom details will be shared later, bless the couple. So I mean, the, again, those are very basic forms. But what are you seeing? Some share with us some interesting examples of you're seeing in the industry.
2: Um, for for us in the bank, at, well, for, for us in the bank, um, we are trying to take all the all our virtual experiences to a higher level, right? So, for example, um, we are seeing web um, so more sophisticated webinar platforms where we can actually do networking. So you know, you can create an avatar, you go into the, the, to the event space, you can actually look around, then you can create booths where people can click and download resources. Um, you can even create um, virtual chat rooms where you match with people who have of the same personalities or same interests. And this you can do through a gamification, right? Where you, you play on an app and do, I mean, answer some questions. So they classify you into like a, a certain persona and then from there, you, you group the, the participants into like a virtual chat room. And w- within the same interest, they can kind of like interact within themselves. So that that is something which I think is quite interesting because even when you attend a, a conference of like a thousand or ten thousand, it's hard to really, I mean, you can network, but it's hard to really meet like-minded people in that sense, right? But in a virtual environment and virtual space, it kind of allows you to do that. Even though you're not meeting face to face.
0: Excellent. Do you, do you want to share those names with, the, with us in the audience? What are the kind of technologies that you're seeing as being the only name that we've heard? Uh.
2: Um, there are platforms like On24, um, Intra Expo. There's also another platform called VFairs, which allows um, video conferencing as well as um, creating virtual experiences like that. Those are the ones that I've explored, but I'm sure there are tons out there.
0: Yes, absolutely. I think a lot of them are are, are emerging as we speak, capturing, trying to capture the market that has just opened up. Maviji, coming back to you with that question, I'm not sure if you heard the question. I'll just quickly repeat that. Uh, uh, Can you hear us, Maviji? I think we're still facing some uh, some issues, Ruchi. Yes, I great, great. So, Maviti, we were talking about, and Sirene was sharing some very interesting examples of you know new and sophisticated forms of event technologies which have come up. Just wanted to ask I, you. you
1: I, 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 I did hear the question. Can you hear me, or you can't hear me? Yes, yes, we
0: can hear you. Hello,
1: can you hear me, or you can't yes. hear me?
0: Yes,
1: I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello.
0: Yes, we can hear you, Maviji.
1: Yeah. So, so, I think, uh, um, you know, AR, VR will play a very important role. There are quite a few jewelry softwares that are, okay. So, there are quite a few um, softwares that are available, which for product category, what Amit was talking about, you can actually, uh, you know, physically with AR, VR, visualize or kind of feel the product with you, in you, jewelry, Uh, clothing, even white goods, you know, into how they would fit in a room, uh, furniture, everything has actually been changed. You know, you take a picture of your room, and you can actually see your furniture from a furniture website, see how that sofa would look. The technology is already in place. Similarly, if it's a white goods, you can actually see how that would look and you know fit in your bathroom or in whatever room so technology is absolutely there companies and people will now start using it we as users or users will start to experience it i mean there are many uh, websites which which will be you know for exhibition websites also so there's a website that i've just shared that don't, that, that is an india based uh, website not only does it have individual chat rooms conference panel one panel two but also you know exhibition options where you walk into a stall you look you talk Them, there's one on one chat, you are approved. You know, things are going to transform so much. Event people have to adopt it and use it. And we did you get all of that? Hello.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we have to adopt to it. Now, let me come to Amit. Amit, you, were you again, you, know, you talked about, uh, alluded to, uh, you know, using AR and VR and experience-driven technology to, uh, to showcase your products. But generally, you know, you've seen marketing 360 degree and now 5, 540 degree or 520 degree that you, uh, that, that you talked about. What do you think are the changes happening and you, what kind of technologies that you are seeing emerging? What are the solutions for the event industry
3: now? I think uh, virtual tour is one thing which is actually emerging very, very fast. uh, If you talk about in the entire consumer experience, consumer durable and consumer electronics space to talk about. Because uh, in our particular industry and specifically where consumer is, is the final deciding factor along with the other stakeholders, then it becomes very imperative for you to give them the actual look in the field. As Mahavir was talking, absolutely right. There are plenty of apps which are today, which can tell you from what type of light that you want. If my structure of the house is this, you can just apply to your particular app, the picture of that. You will tell you what is the light that will actually look, whether it is warm white, whether it is yellow, what will actually look better? What should be the actual optimum level of light that you require? What is the paint that actually look good on that particular? Everything is available. But I think the bigger challenge today is this concept of going to the consumer, and we have been trying to do it for the last 25, 30 days. It's not an easy, because it's a matter of consumer habit change. And habit changes are not that easy if you see in the entire consumer decision journey to look for. Today and going forward, it will not be an events, events, person. people talking about it. it's an event industry there will be a marriage and a combination between events and technology, which will called event tech, because going forward, if you have only running an event, you'll be happy with your particular event. And the uh, talking about the uh, invites that you get today, last Friday, I got an invite, but quite a weird one is invite. It says it's a DJ party, so I where the DJ will actually play. So you just have to plug it to your particular thing. And the invite only written two words, it says it, you have to have, a wife and a Wi-Fi for this particular entire particular party. You don't need anything else apart from that. So if you see today, even if people are going to that level, the point which I'm trying to draw is, today consumer habits need to change, consumer behavior need to change. I'll tell you some of the experiences that we just found out from newspaper reading. A, a person who was a 60, 65, 70 years old never thought of reading a newspaper in shorts on a mobile today. Physical newspaper is absolutely moving out today. That's how, if you actually draw connotation, most of your physical events are moving out. Today, and I'll tell you, the last bottom of the entire pyramid, like electrician, in a town which is just 5,000 people in that particular town, an electrician doing a Webex webinar, understanding what's the new product. And he has no idea what this Webex is. He says, if I actually go into my mobile, there is one particular button which I play, the audio start coming, the video start coming. He doesn't even can spell what WebEx is. It is all about using and involving technology because that's the need of everyday's life today. And that is how it is moving and shifting in every year to look for.
0: So let me come to uh, my one, one once again, and and then we we'll, I'll take Sirene's opinion there. So I think. The uh, and as Amit rightly said, you know, there's an education process that all of us will have to go through, whether it is on the client side, whether it is a delivery side, whether it is the mm-hmm. consumer side. But Maverij, there is a, you know, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. And the people, their employees, and you know, everybody's talking about they can't be taking taking it yes. But let me talk about slightly uh, on the on on the darker side of, of the issue currently. Most of the event uh, organizations today, the agency side that I'm talking about, which is a massive unorganized space as well, they are struggling to stay relevant. And it so happens that a lot of these skills are very, very hands-on and vocational in nature, and therefore the cross-skilling is, is is tough and will take time. What would you recommend to somebody who would be running an event management company today? Uh, what could they do to stay relevant and weather the storm?
1: So, okay. So I am a diehard optimist. Um, you know, I think this will this this will uh, pass through a year or two, and then you know, once we have a solution, or once we get to you get used to this, um, we will go back to physical events. We will, you know, we we are human beings. We enjoy meeting people. The touch and feel will never be. Event planners, everyone would have to start to have a digital art. So now if an if, if, if FMCG company had to exhibit right, how a booth was designed, how creatives were done, we will now be creating a virtual store, a virtual exhibition booth for him. We will be creating new technologies where touch touching something will change. You know, we will be designing all that because concept of a marketing, know, event person is a marketing and a branding and we'll work with their team to give a better UI to the person who's working into a world virtual uh, store. Eventually, what will happen is every retail store of theirs will have a kiosk, which will take them to their website, experiential um, feeling of whatever is required. So I think there's a lot of physical as well virtual uh, p- partnership that is required. And we will just create a digital arm and we will still be relevant. We will still survive tough three, four, five, six months. But I think um, fusion, uh, you know, virtual, offline, Creativity, everything will amalgamate and work together and I think we will still be relevant. I don't see us as companies, uh, maybe ad agencies and creative agencies and even agencies will combine, we will have verticals, but the future is there, Um, it will be there, offline will still happen, travel will come back to normal or will increase a little bit gradually, but it will come back in my opinion.
0: Okay, Sirin, where do you see the future? for events industry? Or what do you have the recommendation as a client being on both sides of the table? What is your recommendation to the events industry today in these times?
2: Um, for me, I, I, I beg to differ, right? I think the future in the future, we will definitely have a hybrid. It won't go back to completely 100% um, physical events. So with with the whole new world, I think there needs to be a lot of retraining because um, for digital marketers, it's a whole new different ball game. You are actually doing a new na- narrative on a digital platform. It's completely different skills. So, number one, retraining of the staff, and two, uh, my advice to a lot of the agencies out there is really to think out the box, right? Because as we go into a hybrid world, then what what should we do? Should we create? Um, a, something like a gaming convention where it's like half physical and half virtual. Because if you look at gaming conventions um, currently, what happens is they have maybe a thousand packs attend the conference or the convention, but then there's another 10,000 out there who are attending virtually. So how do we create this hybrid of both physical and virtual, right? Um, and then maybe to think about how we can scale up in terms of smaller events. So how do we scale up smaller events so that they become big? Just to give an example, one of the thoughts that I had was um, maybe create a, what we call a webinar party where you put 50 clients perhaps into a small room. You have 10 different rooms. That is 500 clients. But they're all contained within each room, right? And then within the room, you create, uh, you create a, an event experience within the room. But actually, they're all watching, for example, a webinar that's open to 500. So a lot of times you need to kind of like think out of the box in this new world. That, that's, yeah, that's what I think. Excellent. Now, um, Amit,
0: uh, I mean, talking about your experience in the space, what would your recommendation be uh, as a client, as, as somebody who's consumed these
3: services through and through uh, to the event uh, industry? So, uh, Deepsha, I think uh, there were two parts to it. And I pardon me for taking a little long on this because I'll give you a background last year, but in the financial year, uh, FY20, we did around 1,000 plus events uh, across India and abroad. And the, to the magnitude of, let's say, a very, very small, small nooker meets uh, to doing toward large scale international events, uh, uh, that, that's the magnitude that you actually uh, operate with. So if you ask me the two learnings, which we actually thought is and initially when I spoke in my initially thoughts is really rebooting is, is a big exercise that needs to look for because what has worked till date will not work and will not going to work in future. So purpose driven events and marketing will actually make a huge difference in terms of what is the objective that I'm trying to fulfill with each of the events that I try to do. Secondly, what we thought as collectively as a team and which are also trying to do is to give a new definition of this entire world called events. What does E-V-E-N-T-S actually means from? Previously, it might have no one is thought of because we never got into the crisis. When when the crisis hits the uh, maximum, then people started thinking and your also creative brain started working. So basically in the entire events frame, if you see today and when it's actually moving to the most of the uh, engaging world, E it stands for engagement. How are you actually increasing the number of people that are actually trying to touch today? And I'll tell you in one webinar if you're able to touch almost 10,000 people as a retailer in one go for one hour, I think I will not be able to do it in 10 days even if I do a physical event. Then we can talk about what does V stand in the entire thing. is the value offering. What is the cost of reach of people? Those is jilch is not even one that I can actually thought of. What I used to spend is, is not even one tenth, it's, it's just jilch that I can actually look for. Talk about as Srin was talking about, it is re-engineering of every aspect that we actually do. What is the value chain? Can I do a same event with electrician, contractor, architects, engineer, the same day? Yes, I can do it today. Can I do it before? No, I can't do it because everybody has a different, different spectrum to look for. If I talk about N... What does N expense in the entire events thing? It's the boundaries today. Today, without any effort, Serene is talking today. There will be many people who are across the world can actually talk and share their experiences, which was not possible before that. If we talk about the technology part, which is the T part of the entire ecosystem today, it's moving towards gradual technology shifts. And last but not the least, which is the S is the social behavior. Every behavior today from a consumer to a marketer to event agency is changing and making relevant and being relevant in the performance-driven
0: marketing. Excellent. So I'll remember the new definition of the events. Uh, Amit. I'll ask you one leading question. I mean, you talked about the cost part, which is extremely critical. And, and, and my question, again, stems from Marji was very, very optimistic about it. And so am I uh, about, about how the events industry will, will absorb this and come out of this. Uh, what about the budget changes? What are you seeing right now? Of course, there is, there's there's an immediate instant uh, or immediate reaction, but over a period of time, how do you see the budget allocations changing in the events uh, segment for marketing?
3: I think uh, budgets will definitely, because of the impact of sales are not happening, uh, even in this financial year, is, is is technically it's not open because there's nothing in terms of sales that is actually moving across. But there are certain needs. For example, the needs for training, the needs for education. There are different types that can't stop. So I think the point which I'm trying to make, even with my previous statement was, it has to be a very well-defined purpose that why are you actually trying to do this event and what would be an ROI to it? And ROI will not be a definition which is return on investment because I think that is some classical definition with somebody in uh, one of the consultancies derived and everybody in the world started with In this tough times today, the ROI would be more on return on innovations and return on insights that you actually generate, because I don't know what would be the outcome of the event that I do. If I'm training 1000 people, is it worthwhile or most of the people are, are just switch on the screen and switch off their audio and they're trying to do their personal work. What is the actual outcome of those events? It has to be a long way to look for, but I think the purpose that, any event that will go from today or, or from now onwards till the entire year and by the time the things will come normal or this will become the new normal. I think everything would reside into what is the insight that you're actually trying to drop Budgets definitely would be a big strain because today the budgets are actually being in a big. I was I was attending one of the uh, seminars with where most of the people were talking about that even in the mainline media the budgets are down by eighty percent. But as as more than optimistic, I think it's also a need today. If I am coming out with ten different variants of the same product, how will I able to communicate to my first hand consumers, which are retail partners, which are my trade partners, which are my interior designers? I need to do something on that. Sure, it I mean, can't be stopped.
0: I'll ask one last question on that point, is, is particularly because, you know, you've, got, you've, you've seen the, the, the entire spectrum of the client side, particularly. Uh, my last question would be, what would you be expecting from your uh, event management partners at this point of time? What can they do to still connect with you as clients
3: on an ongoing basis till the tide kind of changes? I would say I think uh, one size fit for all imagery should actually go uh, and the thinking has to be refreshed. That's what I would say every and second part, which I would say talked about uh, initially also is to be looked about getting the reskilling of your skill sets that you actually have today. One simple format of doing a particular event will not work. And now it has to be thinking has to be evolved in how you can build in technology. To know the technology, you should yourself know what exactly you're trying to offer. It will not be that, that you can go and present it. Somebody in the back end will actually try to, if, neither you have the time, neither you have the veracity of the monies to spend. It is all about what you can actually provide from in-house. And that is where you really need to reskill and reboot every aspect that you're actually trying to provide to your clients.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much. Siri, now I, I, I come to you with the same question. You know, you've seen the entire spectrum between uh, uh, between Singapore, Hong Kong, the region, uh, banking, HP what are the changes that you believe will happen and what would your expectation be of your event partners at this point of time? We spoke about reskilling, but what would be the exact say, three things that you would be right now telling your event partners that, okay, don't call me, don't ask me how am I safe, sound, my family's okay, but do X, Y, and Z. What would that be?
2: Um, I think they need to think about... um an extension, right, of the physical events into the virtual space, um, how do we do that? And even when we go back into physical events, right, to think about, the question to really think about is what would what would be the draw point for the clients um, that they can get in physical events that they cannot get virtually, right? So, so those are very, very key questions. And I would say that um, in terms of budgeting, it doesn't really change because the mindset has to shift to um, different things, right? So perhaps well, I mean, one of the biggest um, draw of physical events is really networking. But when you go into virtual, that's sometimes not possible. So then what is what is the next thing to turn to? Perhaps the objective of the event has to change. And maybe um, one of the objectives that can change is to focus more on content right so focus more on thought leadership content which means that then the budget shifts goes into the the, the payment of the speaker fees to thought leaders instead of spending maybe a lot on on hotels and f and and stuff like that and then the other thing is also um, a part of maybe the fee should should shift to speaker coaching because if you engage a speaker that comes on, to, on board a, vis, a, a physical event versus a virtual event, it's completely different. And so maybe a lot more emphasis needs to go into coaching the speakers who speak virtually. Because to engage audiences virtually and physically is a different ballgame.
0: Excellent. That's music to my ears, and that's also the topic. <laughs> Webinar <laughs> next week, <laughs> so thank you. So, Mavirji, uh, we, we are we are approaching. In fact, we are, we are a minute past our, our our time. Share with us uh, your optimism, and uh, I see that uh, my friends from the events industry are here. Tell them what they should be doing and the. Way so
1: we- no, so I agree with you know. So no one is taking away the experience of a virtual event. I mean, that's an ongoing, year-long program. <laughs> When four days of exhibition or four days of sales happen, then we will try and integrate virtual and that hybrid will always exist because that year long, you know, and what is going to happen to Amit's point, I agree. Branding will happen at a different point in time. Marketing will happen at a different point and sales will happen. So all of these will get segregated. And then measurements of impact wherein um, online branding is happening by, uh, you know, an influencer or a service provider, whatever the case may be. Uh, marketing is happening through you know deliveries uh premium services etc etc and then of course sales will have to ha- happen and training for all three sectors integration of all the three sectors online and offline all of that has to be learned and that has to be acquired by everyone uh the people who are working for the company people who are working for the events company and also you know in terms of uh, people who are not ready for um virtual events will have to learn this. There's no option. And I think creativity is the key. Uh, communicating in a short span because the attention spans are reducing. Multiple technologies and multiple platforms will be available, unlike one newspaper or two newspaper per city. So we, we really have to get creative. We, vernacular will be the future, I think, uh, penetrating to various markets. Uh, because now that we have a option of having so much uh, in technology, I think there will be so many things. And we can actually cater to different age, different societal um, sectors, um, sexes, everything. So the creative, because now we are not just doing one big ad in all India, showing what they're doing and reaching out by hit hit and trial. Now you can actually focus on so many different aspects. And so that focus will change. Money will get divided from a large full page ad to multiple avenues. So all this will obviously change. Virtual is there to stay because we're getting used to it. We love it. It's focused. It, I mean, ROI, no ROI, doesn't matter, but it's it's the future. But physical will come back. I think we, there will be innovative ways to do physical. There will be parties with with uh, wireless headphones and music and in at midnight in the middle of the city. All things will happen. So I think work, things will change. Technology will help, but we will um, have Virtual for about a year, year and a half, and then a combination of the two. I agree.
0: I, can I ask you one leading question? Just, just one small question, uh, particularly on the community side. You know, you've seen all those communities, whether it was the EOs, the IPOs, you know, the Thai itself. You know, these communities, the whole genesis is networking, the ability for people to meet and talk to each other and leverage each other's understanding. How do you think these communities will treat uh, in the, themselves in the next uh, six to eight uh, months?
1: I, I I'll tell you this: networking, this uh, a joke here, a backslapping comment there, uh, expression on the face when you're saying the same ten sentence, which can't be translated into when you're typing it, is everyone is missing that. I, I'll tell you, people are itching to meet socially. I think it's already taking a toll. Mental health has, has been taking a toll. I think this, this will not stay for long. I think governments are becoming easier on rest. Social distancing, physical distancing will continue, but at least I'll be able to see your face. People are struggling to see that. I think this, you cannot take this away. Um, this cannot happen or no matter what the uh, virtual experience is. I think um, having personal rapport, personal touch, uh, expressions, um, small comments w- um, will not be available on a chat room, even on a one-on-one. This will come back sooner than what you and I think. I think people will say, okay, oh, fine, I- there's a medicine, 1% people die. It's okay, I'll take the medicine, I'll go out. I think uh, people are losing it already and they're struggling to come out and not have these virtual invitations like you guys are getting. I haven't gotten any, so I'm feeling <laughs>
0: Absolutely. I think we are striving and, and, and looking forward to, uh, to people to people connect. Thank you very much, uh, all three of you, for uh, for such a fantastic discussion. With your permission, I'll now move on uh, to take a few questions from our audiences. And uh, we have uh, one from Ruchi. She spoke about the names of the platforms. I think Siree mentioned and then Maviji um, also mentioned. Now, Ruchi again asked, when do we predict... Venues to open up for events across countries. Siri, you want to take that?
2: Um, it really depends on the government guidelines. Um, but for us, we are hoping that things start coming back to normal sometime in September, October. We're still being very positive. Uh, we have planned a lot of our webinars and virtual events all the way to um, August, September. And definitely hoping that physical events come back September, October, but there is a backup as well, just in case the second wave comes about. Yes, we have to be prepared. So another
0: question uh, uh, comes from uh, Vinayak, and uh, this is about uh, exhibitions and trade fairs. So, uh, our pleasure, Ruchi. Uh, Amit, perhaps you could answer this question that, you know, again, we, as we were talking about, the virtual events are only cater- uh, catering currently to knowledge oriented workshops and con- and uh, conferences. Uh, how do you see technology experience playing on exhibitions and trade fairs?
3: I think very, very important uh, role which technology is trying to play. And I think currently what we're doing, we're trying to do a lot of uh, learning from the technology, how it can actually benefit from it. And every day we're trying to evolve what we're actually trying to get an experience out of it. The t- true test of that technology would be what would be the experience for whom we are actually trying to create. Whether it is customer, whether it is consumer, if both are able to have that particular final launch and they believe in that particular aspect that you're trying to create, I think our job would be much more better because it is not about how we are deciding because we can create a technology. But the larger Mm -hmm. portion is, is for whom we are actually trying to create, are they comfortable the way we are actually trying to project that particular technology? So the more would actually decide upon is the experience which we are trying to give is something which people are really trying to accept that. And that is what would be the real test and our litmus test would be in terms of to pass that particular situation. Otherwise, it will be a big scenario to redevelop and redesign something new. Absolutely.
0: So um, Mahavir, you spoke about uh, vernacular being critical as far as the Indian market or, you know, the subcontinent is concerned. Sireen, if I could ask you that question, one of my la- last questions before we uh, edge closer to the, to the wrap-up. In between, I mean, Hong Kong, Singapore, or uh, Indonesia, or, the, or that belt, are you seeing a bigger wave again? You know, people are talking about the nationalistic fervor and, and, and some of the other things, you know, belongingness to their country, their language, their people. Are you seeing a change to the vernacular side there as well? Or the, the, that part has not been, the cultural shift has not
2: happened. No, we don't see, yeah, the cultural shift happening at the moment. Um, I mean, a lot of our webinars are kind of like open to um, most part of Southeast Asia. So we haven't, we haven't seen that shift. Um, I would say Singapore is probably um, more keen in adopting a lot of the new technologies and going to webinars and stuff like that. We see a less uh, number of attendance in other cities around Southeast Asia, but the numbers are climbing.
0: Okay, great. Perfect. Thank you very much, uh, Sireen. I think uh, from my side, that's all that I had. Have. We, have, uh, we have one more question. Just a quick uh, one. Uh, but one of our audiences asks, are we ready for the new normal in the event and conferences sector? Can we expect anything going back to normal by the end of the year?
2: This is the new normal. <laughs> I think we have to move on with the times and just, uh, you know, get on with the new normal.
0: <laughs> I think we never really we never really thought that the word like unprecedented or new normal would be used so many times in our uh, conversations at any point of time.
2: Yeah, but thank and, you so much. And I think, yeah, I mean, I think everybody has to just move on with a new normal, whatever the new normal is and adapt, right? Because flexibility Absolutely. is key in this industry. Perfect. I Amit, mean, any closing thoughts?
3: I think uh, three things which uh, definitely everybody should actually assess, whether it is an agency, whether it is clients, whether it's customer, uh, which is basically three A's, which I thought is accessibility, affordability, and automation. This will actually drive most of the activity across the entire spectrum. And uh, that will act, whether it is a new normal, whether we will go back to the old, I don't think we should think more on that. Where, whatever the situation is, just try to see what's the value creation that we're able to try to build across what we actually do. I think that would be my closing thoughts.
0: Thank you, Amit. Thank you very much, Sireen, for being with us today. And thank you, audiences, for being with us today.